Tapes and Scouts, a podcast where two friends review every single movie they watch. I'm a peer. I'm a peer? I'm a peer. I'm a peer. Like you're up here? I'm a peer. I'm a peer. You don't know. Oh, I'm a peer? I'm a motherfucking peer. <laughs> Help me, Dr. Zayas. Oh, Dr. Zayas. <laughs> Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. So good. One time I saw uh, Tech Nine, the rapper, hmm. and he has a song that utilizes that. It's a, I'm a player. Hmm. And I was like, are they doing the, the Amadeus thing? Yeah. And sure enough, they were. And I was just like, could he play the piano anymore? Good question. I don't know. Well, he he didn't before. Well, there it is. <sighs> there it is. There. Yeah. Walked into that one. Yep. All right. Well, I guess, am I, is it my turn to start? Please. All right. I shall. I watched a movie that I friggin' hated. Okay. But it's not bad. I just hated it. Okay. I like that. My wife made me watch this. Okay. She knows this is the kind of thing I don't like. Right. She said, oh, just watch it, dear. You'll love it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ugh. That was about as far as that conversation got. All right. 2019's Swallow. Okay. I watched it on October 12th. I'm banging these movies out. You, you are. like this shit, don't you? Mm-hmm. One hour, 34 minutes is your IMDb minutes. Genre drama thriller directed by Carlo Mirabella Davis. It's a good name. It is. Starring Haley Bennett, who is awesome in this. Uh, Austin Stowell and Dennis O'Hare. Okay. Your IMDb summary. Hunter, a newly pregnant housewife finds herself increasingly compelled to consume dangerous objects as her husband and his family tighten their control over her life. She must confront the dark secret behind her new obsession. Interesting. So it's it's a pregnant woman having pica or whatever where yeah. they eat dirt or they eat other things that aren't net, but it's yep. like, it's so gross. Yeah. She eats things like pushpins and marbles and it's just gross. That's weird. And like, it's, I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like it. That's what you don't like about I, it is the weird the eating. Cr- it's so cringe. She's eating all this awful shit. Yeah. And it just gets weird. Yeah. It gets so weird. There's other elements I don't like about this. My bullet points. I fucking hate the basic concept of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> but my wife wanted to watch it. Um, Hunter marries Rich. You don't ever really find out how that came to be, how they met or whatever. You right. don't, they don't really explore it too much. Um, and her, her in-laws and husband suck so incredibly much. So controlling. And it's it's just being mean to be mean. Sure. You know I hate mean girls. I hate mean bullshit. Just mean for the sake of being mean. I'm against so, it. More cringe to add to the already cringe. Yeah, so I'm like, ah, oh, I hate these people. Like at first, And they do a good job. At first, you're like, oh... They're 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 okay, and then you realize, oh shit, they're not okay at all. Not okay. Not okay. They're pretty terrible. Um, and then it just gets worse and worse and worse. This movie is dark and mean, and I don't love mean movies. Right. Strong ending and later moments deserve a lot of praise. Nice. So essentially, if you can make your way through the cringe factor of this movie, and if you can survive just awful human beings almost the whole time. Mm-hmm. There's an awesome payoff at the end. Nice. I enjoyed probably the last 20 minutes of it where it went. Didn't see it coming initially. And I was like, that's fantastic. You actually surprised me with a movie I was not enjoying. Nice. And I mean, like I said, Haley Bennett as the the pregnant wife, Hunter, so good. Awesome. She does a great job, but like, God, I don't want to watch her eat pushpins and glass and, oh, it's just awful. Absolutely. She literally just, she so she has a, a, I guess it's on like her bureau or whatever, she has like a, a serving tray and she puts the, the first thing she eats is a marble. And once she successfully passes it, she cleans it and puts it on there. And then you start seeing all these little oh, things boy. end up on there. 
Oh, it's not good. There's a scene where they have to take her to the hospital, and that's when the family first discovers what she's doing. Oh, boy. And the cleaning her out of items yeah. was gross, because no. it was very much like a surgery scene. It was very yeah. descriptive. Nice. Uh, this, yeah. IMDb. <laughs> 6.4. Okay. Rotten Tomato Critics, 88% out of 119 critics. Okay. 71% for the audience out of 347 people. I give it a 5.5. It's not for me. If it were more for me, it probably would have got closer to that 6.5. So it's all about how you feel about cringe, gross kind of thing. Yeah. And I'm not talking horror. I'm talking, re- it's because it's a real world thing. It's Absolutely. A, it's a mental thing. It's a phobia thing. It's a, you know, it, this is something that could happen to anybody. Yep. Your loved ones could be eating your weird shit right now. Absolutely. I'm going to put these marbles I was eating away. Mm. Clean them first. Clean them. Oh, I didn't. I'm not playing marbles or jacks with you ever again. Fair enough. 2001. I lied. I'll play. Okay, good. Jeepers Creepers. Oh, Jeepers Creepers. Watch this in May 2020. It is one Mm. hour and 43 minutes. It is a horror movie starring Gina Phillips, Justin Long, and Jonathan Breck. Movie summary here, a brother and sister driving home through the isolated countryside for spring break encounter a flesh-eating creature, which is in the midst of a ritual ritualistic feeding spree. Yep. Yeah, that's what it's about. Um, I think this movie is very effective. I think it's got a great scare at the beginning with the truck, the Mm -hmm. beating you, uh, like, armored car. It's so good. I did skip over the director, not intentionally, believe it or not, Dan. (laughs) It was directed by Victor Salva, and I think there's a little footnote I should put here. Victor Salva Victor Salva is a terrible, terrible man who oh. did terrible, terrible things. Oh, no. He went to prison for those terrible things. No. He was convicted of those terrible things, and he had gotten out of prison when he made this movie. And I'm not going to put the artist in front of the art. I will just consider Jeepers Creepers as a film, not factor in the fact that Victor Salva is a piece of shit. So we won't talk about his directing per se. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, his directing, I mean, his, his arting, it's all him, right? Like, yeah. his his vision is, that's what I'll talk about is his vision, and sure. just know out there in film land that I consider him to be a piece of poo. Gotcha. Um, but I think it's very scary, the concept of the villain who, you know what I mean, for 27, was every 27 years, for 27 days, it gets to feast, is like such a cool, scary concept. I think Long and Phillips are great. I think their chemistry is killer as brother and sister. I think they just do an awesome job. Love that they were brother and sister instead of boyfriend and girlfriend, which sure. is super typical. Um, I think that's great. I think that the concepts and the visuals are scary, the, like, the catacomb of corpses is so interesting the house of pain um the setups are scary the creatures well done they do a nice job of not really letting you know what the creature's all about till like partway through the third act it's just good it's tense it's scary it's awesome despite how horrible victor salva is yeah he does make it suck a little he does imdb 6.2 out of 10 Rotten Tomatoes critics, 114 critics, 46%. Interesting. Yeah, I thought that was pretty low. Audience, 392,100 people, 48%, which I also thought was kind of low. That's why I gave it a 7.5 out of 10. Nice. I, I wonder. Like I wonder if the critics like know the history and they're like, nope. That's what it feels like. Downvote. Yeah, it just feels like, even what they said, it's like, while effective, it's cliche. It's like, all right, but it's a horror movie where two people are in the countryside. Like, what else? 
you got to remember that time too. There was it was like horror was kind of having a resurgence. It was slowly having that comeback. Right. Yeah. It was like in the midst of like we're getting now out of the whodunits from Scream, like right. in the mid '90s, where it was like, all right, yeah, every movie doesn't have to be a whodunit. We're getting back to kind of classic horror. It's Correct. just, and I saw this before I knew who Victor Salva was or any of the horrible things he did. Right. So you know, I mean, happy that. I did because I think that it kind of gave me a, a the ability to watch this movie untainted. But I think I suspect a lot of what you say is correct, and like yeah. it's just like we have to make this a little worse because Victor Salva is kind of a terrible human. He sure is. Hmm. Well, I'll raise your spirits, buddy. Please, with my second movie, which is from two thousand and six, Man of the Year. Man of the Year, Robin Williams. Robin Williams. Okay, I watched this on October eighteenth. Mm. We're getting very close. Holy cow. <laughs> IMDb Minutes, one hour 55, comedy drama romance, uh, directed by Barry Levinson, mm. starring Robin Williams, Laura Linney, and Louis Black, amongst mm. many others. Christopher Walken's in there. Um, of course he is. Jeff Goldblum has an amazing uh, recurring character in this. Nice. But we'll get to that in a second. I wanted to watch this because I just wanted to laugh. Mm-hmm. I was like, I want to see something political that doesn't make me cringe one way or the other. <sighs> nice. It's like I just want to. I want to. I want to just remember how much I enjoyed Robin Williams, mm. and I didn't want slapsticky Mrs. Doubtfire. I mean, he. It's here, but like this is a very unique movie in that it, it lets Robin Williams do Robin Williams stuff, but it's got Louis Black. Yeah. And I'm sure Louis Black. This definitely feels like he helped write this as joke wise yeah and performance wise for him so it's it's a more subdued robin williams if nice. you will and it's, it's a unique robin williams as far as him still trying to be comical and not doing other genres mm-hmm. so i guess i should read you the description please <laughs> how many of these have we done imdb summary a comedian who hosts a news satire program decides to run for president and a computerized voting machine malfunction might get him elected bullet points it was nearly election day when i watched this True. True. Uh, comparable to like, a, so his character's kind of comparable to a mix of not quite Howard Stern level of shock jock, mm-hmm. but not quite Bill Maher. Okay. Like, I, I think Bill Maher might be the, the closest you could compare him to, or like a Dennis Miller back in the day. Okay. Because Bill Maher can be a little more abrasive. Yes. Where Dennis Miller was less so. I, I feel so. I, I guess you could compare it to like people who like Dennis Miller, are like you should run, and he's like, sure, I'll run, and he's actually manages to get on one of the ballots, yeah, so he can appear on TV. And once he appears on TV, he absolutely crushes it. He calls out everybody else on their shit on live TV. It's really good. Jeff Goldblum has a cameo role as a total prick. It's the biggest prick I've ever seen Jeff Goldblum be. It's great. It's so good. So very good because there's a large bit of this. Uh, Laura Linney's character is like, I think there's a mistake in our vote. Our, it's a new voting machine. It's it's voting online essentially. Okay, and it's like go to the voting booths, use our machines. It'll tally everything. And it'll be almost instant. We'll mm-hmm. know who the president is. She's like, I think there's something wrong with it. We have to recheck it. I'm getting errors. And the, Jeff Goldblum's like, That's fine. Don't worry about it because it's gonna co- it's gonna ruin the company. It's gonna cost them millions and billions and billions of dollars or whatever. And he's just like the whole time he's like, don't worry about it. We'll f- fix it next year. You want to work on it after the election? Go ahead. Yeah. And he's just pretty much saying like, I don't care who gets elected. Yeah. And it's like such a yep. treasonous kind of thing when you think about it. It's yeah. just a huge thing. Right. Putting himself ahead of so many other people. Correct. Uh, it's a fun vehicle for Robin Williams, who does his style of jokes and more traditional. So yeah, it's just, it, it goes a little long, but it's pretty fun. Uh, Laura Linney has a, 
a weird arc where she's like being attacked and people are trying to stop her, but like she's able to get near him and like they kind of start having a budding romance and you're just like, that would never fucking happen. Right. And there's some, I mean, he even is like, yeah, I know, I already knew you were coming. Yeah. I, I told him it was cool. You could come over to the table, uh, things like that. But it's just very back and forth. I'm like, he believes her. He doesn't believe her. He, right. He's president. Maybe he shouldn't be president. What is? And he's like, what do I do? I, I, I guess I am president, but am I president? It's like this whole thing, and you're just like, oh, my God, reel it in a little bit. And sure. But still a very fun movie. Awesome. And if you want some political humor and you want to see what would be awesome if somebody did, at least I think. Yeah. I don't know. Trump's pretty wild, though. So Yeah. When he's... this goes up, he might be president again. I don't know. Oh, God. Uh... Who knows, right? Breaking again, up. I go to Alien versus Predator, the tagline, whoever wins. We lose. lose. <laughs> Politics. That's right. Uh, IMDb score, 6.2. Rotten Tomato Critics, 144 critics gave it 22%. Holy shit. I would never have thought that. The audience gave it 45% out of 203,000 people. Mm. I think that's a little low as well. I think IMDb is pretty close. I gave it a 6.5. Nice. I don't know what that is. Maybe because the movie leans kind of Democrat, I guess. I don't know. Even it though seems he's like the e- critics tend to tear those kind of like political know. drama, like dramedy style movies apart. I love dramedies. Then critics not, do not. I know. I need to get in. We need to get in here because I love them. Yeah. Dramedies, they're the best. They can be really good. And I think people just like, oh, it fell flat for me. Did you not enjoy the movie? Like My favorite dramedy is a TV show and it's Sports Night. Never heard of it. It's uh, the West Wing guy. What's his name? Before he did the West Wing. Who did the West Wing? I'm looking at the microphone like it has an answer. Douglas? No. No, it was uh, Martin Sheen? Or no. no. Martin no. Sheen was the president of the West Wing, No, no, Wing, no, right? the, pr- the producer, the, the, oh. the, the director, the Aaron Sorkin. Sorkin, yes. Sorkin, Sorkin, who does all the political shit. Yes. Watch Sports Night. It's about a sports TV station that comes on late night, and it's got many awesome people before they were in other things. Oh, that's cool. You'll love it. I mean, Aaron Sorkin. Aaron Sorkin. It's an early Aaron Sorkin. First season has like a weird laugh track that they forced him to put in that they huh. hate. Yeah, they fought a lot to keep that show in the air. Anyways, Max, tell me about a movie. How about 1991's Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare? Nah, bullshit. No, I got more to come. Okay. <laughs> Watch this in May. <laughs> One hour and 45 minutes, and that's a horror film. It's a horror. Rec- uh, directed by Rachel Talalay. Mm-hmm. It's Talali, I think. Talalay. It's there's a lot Tal-a-lay, of LAs. She's pretty great. Uh, she just most recently did um, Babysitter's Guide to Monster Hunting that came out on Netflix. Oh, that sounds fun. And she hasn't worked in a little bit, like so. She's like, kind, of, kind of her resurgence. Nice, good for her. Yeah. Um, Lisa Zane's in this. Brecken Meyer's in this. Sean Greenblatt's in this movie. I love Brecken Meyer. Yeah, Brecken Meyer's good stuff. So good. IMDb movie summary. Freddie returns to find the last of Springwood's teenagers and a woman whose connection to Freddie may mean his ultimate doom. Bum, 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 bum. Um, this movie is crap. Aw, Brecken Meyer. It is so much Twin Peaks, John Waters, Looney Tunes blended together. It's almost like they forgot they were supposed to be making Nightmare on Elm Street. It's Aww. shit. And I hated this movie even more when I found out that um, pitched at the same time was Peter Jackson and his writing partner pitched a movie um, that sounded amazing for this. And I think I told you about it before where people go into uh, Freddy's like useless now and kids intentionally get high and fall asleep so they can go beat him up. 
and like just fuck with him. And so he's like useless. And then like he manages to like kind of in a shuffle with one of these kids, like Clockwork Orange beating up the old guy. He manages to actually kill a kid and he gets a little bit of his power back. And at the same time, this cop goes into a coma. And so him and Freddy are in the dream world. The cop's trying to stop all these kids who are stupidly going into the dream world to try to fuck with Freddy because he could actually kill them now. So it's like pretty interesting concept. It sounds way fucking better than the poop soup we got with Freddy's dead. It's just so bad. Mm. Like, it's just like all these choices are so random in this movie. It's just awful. Like, you got the power glove sequence, which is like... Now we're playing with power. Now we're playing with power. It's like so... Like, that's the nice hearing from you, Carlos, is in this one where he cuts the deaf kid's ear off. It's like... Product placement, man. Johnny Depp's back in this one with this your brain on drugs. It's like... It's just not a good film. It's not interesting in the way it wanted to try to be. It's not... It's not bizarre in the way it wanted to be bizarre, and it's not interesting in any way. It's just a failure on all fronts. Freddy's ultimate death is used as a pipe bomb. Like, all these movies, we had really interesting ways to try to kind of take Freddy out that were more biblical or interesting, like laying his body to rest in Dream Warriors is a great one. Um, Like, all these things, like trying to overcome him as the Dream Master, much more interesting, trying to reunite with her son in five. All these are better deaths or, like, defeats of Freddy than shoving a pipe bomb in his mouth. Like, this movie sucks. It's not the worst one, I don't think. I think two probably holds the mantle, but this is real close for as fucking bad, and I will fight anybody who says otherwise. I love it when you threaten the audience with a fight. I mean, I will fight you. I will fight you, because this movie sucks, and there's nothing you're going to do that's going to convince me otherwise. So we just have to fight. I guess we, we fight. Do I put you in, like, a little ball, and I throw you at them? Whatever works. I mean, you can Wolverine launch me if you want. I'm not that strong. <laughs> you got to work on it. I guess so. You got to get ready for the fight. I need one jacked arm. It's like that trauma movie. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, the placenta movie. Callback. Uh-huh. IMDb gives us a 4.9 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Rotten Tomatoes critics, 31 critics, 19%. Mm. Audience score, 73,245, give it 33%. Yeah. I give it a 3.5 out of 10. There's still Freddy in there. There's still parts you may enjoy, and there's little moments in there that I'm like, oh, that's kind of interesting. Yafat Koto's in this movie, and he's always great, but just not enough meat on the bone here to recover what is just absolute loose stool. Oh, man. So much poo. So much poo. You got to eat it and see what comes out of your ass. Blip.